Here we are in the prefatorium. Where we do what? We talk about show matters. We read comments. But who does that? Us. Us, yeah. The yeah. four of us at once. But it's when we do it, it sounds like it's just John talking. <laughs> perfectly harmonized. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and his voice rises Timbre above. and cadence rise. Well, there goes your Star Wars thing. Rise. Do we have... <laughs> we should have a swear jar for Drew mentioning Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Put What's a quarter in the Star Wars jar. Harb. Harb Binley. Harb Binley. Shout out to you, buddy. Uh, Red, Red 7. Red, Red 7. Red 7 standing by. Do we have any comments? Three. Three comments. Not bad. These are all on the episode on frozen treats. We got (laughs) frozen treats. (laughs) Comment on frozen treats is from a guy named Mike Westfall. Mike Westfall. He says, please have Adam read this comment. Oh, hello. Okay, hold on. You're going to have to come over here. Pause, uh, listeners. He's just tromping over to the laptop. He stopped walking, though. He's still somehow gliding. (laughs) He sat down on his butt to read this comment. Hey, Ernie, you want some ice cream? Sherbet. Oh. Oh, Adam. I don't get the reference. Mike. (laughs) Hey, Ernie. He oh, cream. Adam. Sherbert. Really? I get it. Oh. Uh. oh, Adam. How'd I do? Terribly. Let me start over. You're a disappointment. Hey. Do the voices. <laughs> You're Bert first. No, it's... Ern- oh, God. <laughs> I can't do Bert. Shut up. Hey, Ernie. Do you want uh, some Ernie? ice cream? Uh, Sherbert. Sherbert. I can do Ernie all right. Sherbert. Thank you, Mike. Uh, We also have a comment from Ashley. Ash it up. 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 Ding. Ding. Ashley says, The Smashly. Caramel ice cream with a caramel <laughs> swirl, Ooh. salted pecan mm. pieces, and Ooh. hot fudge smashed all together. I like you it. You only get two tablespoons of it mm. because that's the portion Ashley prefers. Yummy, yummy. So delicious. Makes Ooh. an amazing salted caramel <laughs> cashew ice cream, Adam. Yes. You should try it. It's rich and creamy like real ice cream without the tummy troubles. And we've got a link to that product that we'll put in the show Wait, what's notes. it called? It is called... Uh, so delicious salted caramel cashew ice cream. I'll chickity check it out tonight. Uh, chickity check that out tonight. Chickity check that the Chinese chicken. chicken. Have a drumstick in your brain stuff chicken. Watch the next thousand <laughs> life. Stop. What's the point? This one Harrison Ford is a tantric. Is he a tantric? Stop. Harrison Ford. She says, "I come from a family Who is this? of Ashley." Again? A second, second comment? No, this is the still the part of the okay. first one. Weird. Uh, I come from a family of frozen treat makers. I come from Linda, Linda. <laughs> My grandmother worked at the Peavely Dairy Headquarters. What? What? Wow. That's awesome. And wow. my aunt we works for... We should have had her on instead of Ashley. Yeah. Instead of, <laughs> sorry, Angie. <laughs> so, like, when does Ashley work? Uh, and my aunt works for North Star Frozen Treats, <gasps> uh, who make... Uh, this was a... 
this is a comment I'm inserting. Um, my favorite current frozen treat, which are North Star frozen yogurt bars. Mm. Um, my, chi- my childhood had no shortage of free ice cream. However, I didn't really like ice cream as a kid, so I mostly enjoyed the popsicles and the cookie part of an ice cream sandwich. Andy's frozen custard and Fritz's frozen custard are both better than Ted Drew's. Fighting words that I don't think anybody would argue with. But Except for our sponsor, Ted Drew's. <laughs> That's right. Ted Drew's frozen crustard. Crust- <laughs> They're crusty, Drew's. but it's good. Frozen crust. It's day old fr- Ted Drew's frozen custard. Yeah. I didn't mention during the last episode that I didn't know what Ted Drew's was when I started working for Explain with Drew and Ted. Oh. And so oh. then oh. when I found out about it, I was like, whoa, you, missed out on you guys so made many. this custard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Ash, what is your opinion on St. Louis Frozen Custard Factory? I'm curious. Oh. We'll find out. Ash, let Soon. us know. She does have an opinion on butterbeer. Or any of the creepers also. If you're listening, you can tell us that also. <laughs> yeah, okay. Bring it up, creepers. Ashley says, the butterbeer at Universal Studios is very good. Don't get the frozen version. Get the regular soda version. It tastes like butterscotch and is topped with a butterscotch whipped cream. Uh, I, it's been probably about eight years yeah, since I had butterscotch or since I had butterbeer, but I uh, agree with that. She's way into butterscotch. Oh, no, that was caramel before. Caramel. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's the difference? It's the same thing. Do you guys say caramel or caramel? Thank you, Ashley. Depends on the scenario. Yeah. Same with pecans. Or pecan. Was there one more comment? No, that was it. So that was a second Those were two comment. comments okay. from Ashley. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Those are our three comments. I think we should just percolate. We are here steeping. steeping. Yeah. Steeping away. When we're in the percolator, we just like to talk about things that are on our ha- on our heads. On our heads. <laughs> things on our heads. I'm wearing a hat. On your head. On your head. Percolate. 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 Bait. Bait. Rest in peace. Speaking of rest in peace. Oh. Yeah. Speaking of rest in peace. Speaking of hats. Anthony Bourdain. God damn. Yeah. Passed away this week. Um. And uh, I, I can't say that I was a huge fan, but it did uh, upset me as much as any celebrity dying would. Because uh, I think uh, mainly because he seemed like an amazing person yeah. that uh, was, uh, you know, both inspirational and uh, the kind of person that everyone thinks has the ideal job. <laughs> and it was just living the life. And that's sad that uh, he took his own life. Yeah. So. In uh, response to this, I was like, you know what? I should read one of his books. And so I picked up uh, Kitchen Confidential, his first nice. book, and started that. And then um, 
in that he mentions uh, the, the first thing that got him into cooking um, or thinking about cooking was when he was young. Um, he had uh, vichyssoise soup, mm-hmm. uh, which I'd never had before. And so I was like, I'm going to make some of that. So I looked up some recipes. You know, whenever I'm like into wanting to cook something, I'll like compare a bunch of different recipes, mm-hmm. trying to find the right one. There's one with like radish greens in it and a mm. cucumber one. And then I stumble on a Anthony Bourdain's Vichy Swat. I'm mm. like, oh, wait, that's what I should be making. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I plan to make that on Sunday and um, and it requires a blender. And I went to get my blender. <laughs> <laughs> and I had the bottom of my blender where it was the supposed base. to be, the base, or the mechanical part. Yeah, the, had the, the blade. and yeah. Well, not the blade, but the... Uh, yeah, the everything else. The auger. Would yeah. you call it an auger? Is um, that what it's called? The, the engine. The engine? The I bottom th- part. Just go the on. Bottom. The bottom. There's all the buttons part. on The bed. It. That's why they... Yeah. Um, didn't have the top the of bed? it. The <laughs> bed? Yes, the you had the bed. bed. Yeah, uh, but I didn't have the bunk the holster of the bed. Um, <laughs> so I looked everywhere. I couldn't find it. I'd been out all day. I was hot. I didn't want to go to Target. That sounded terrible. So I w- went to Goodwill. Home Depot. No, I went oh. to Goodwill. No, that. I wonder if they would have had one. They would have. That's a good suggestion. Well, who would have? Home Depot. That would have been oh. my third trip there that day, though. So. <laughs> Angie only lets me so. go twice. <laughs> <laughs> they, have, they have blenders at Home Depot? Of course Probably, they do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I went to Goodwill, and I was thinking I would just look for the top because it's a kind of a standard bottom, you know? Uh-huh. Holster. Holster. So that's, what, that's what Kelly calls me, standard <laughs> bottom. <laughs> Good night, Kelly. Good night, Kelly. Um, so I found a blender, but it wasn't the traditional type. It was a emerald blender. Oh, okay. Oh, man. So it's five bucks. Crisis of philosophy there. So I I get up to the counter. I say, have you guys tested these things out? And they say, yeah, "Yeah, we always test them out. I buy it, take it home. Doesn't work. Mm. Oh, no. So I can only assume that Anthony Bourdain's ghost is haunting my blender. That's right. Because he got upset. Yeah. Yeah. You went with an emerald. Should have gotten an Anthony Bourdain blender. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I also wasn't necessarily like a big fan of his. I, I was pretty familiar with him just because I watch a fair amount of cooking stuff on TV. And so he'll often show up as a judge or something. And he has a really great, is he invited or does he show up? He just shows up. Yeah. And there's a really great bit on Jonah Ray's show, hidden America and hidden his show hidden America is essentially a, a parody of, uh, no reservations, no reservations, I think. And he had Anthony Bourdain on the show and the premise of that episode was that Anthony Bourdain would show him all the great places in New York to get food and stuff. And so in one of the scenes, he's you know wants to get New York pizza. And so they go to some place and they walk out. And they both got you know the plastic or the paper plate with big slice of pizza on it. And Jonah Ray asks him something. Uh, he's like, so that's like, what, the best place to get pizza? And Anth- Anthony O'Brien is like, yeah. Whatever, and he throws his slice <laughs> into the <laughs> trash. <laughs> and he's like, "There's another good place down there, one over there." <laughs> I really like that Chinese place. It's my favorite, the one with the bear on it, Panda Express. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, that's my favorite music venue, Madison Square Garden. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were more of a punk club guy. Nah, it's for TV. <laughs> it's really good. That's excellent. Um, but I think, 
I also was kind of really saddened by it. And, and I think it's part of it is there's so few people, you know, that you experience in the world that seemingly, you know, put up no like front or mm-hmm. filter, or filter, not, not necessarily a filter, but just like no, the there band. seems to be no bullshit with him. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he, and I, I read, you know, everyone's sharing stories and stuff now. And I read this thing about how one of the biggest critiques he gets from quote unquote fans is when he drinks beer on the show and it'll be just like Budweiser or something. And people like, you know, Oh, why don't you drink some kind of craft beer? And he's like, cause I like cold beer, you know, I'm not necessarily, I don't care. I don't want to analyze beer. I don't want to analyze wine. I just like cold beer. And and I, he says something about how, you know, he was somewhere and went into a bar and he, and the, the menu was like 30 different beers, which he's like, oh, that's fine. And, but then he's like looking around. Everyone has like a plate with five small glasses of beer in front of them. And he's just like, this is not a bar. This, you know, mm. this is antithetical to what a bar is. And so hmm. I really like his, you know, you just, I feel like you get, there's nothing, you know, about him that is like false that he's presenting. Yeah. Which I really like. I feel like I came late to the Anthony Bourdain table, uh, no pun intended. Uh, I only probably heard about this guy within the last year, maybe two years. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly was watching, what's the one he travels all over the world? Parts Unknown. Parts Unknown, thank you. Um, and I thought she was watching just another one of her goofy cooking whatever shows thing. One and of those so, woman shows. One of those <laughs> no, women that's, shows. No, no. What is this, Kelly? Those cooking or whatever programs. No. Either about no. cooking or doing laundry. Or flowers. <laughs> uh, no, I think you got her hooked on the great British bake-off. best show on television ever. Anywho, so I walked to the room and just like caught like 30 seconds of this and I was like immediately like, this guy's really engaging. And I, I said, no idea what he was about, what his shtick was or deal was but it's instantaneously uh grabbed me and i was like oh i sat down and watched and then probably watched that entire rest of that season and i was like this is really good like and i still didn't really understand i was like it's so raw and i didn't yeah. get that was mm-hmm. part of what his deal was so it was i don't know i didn't and i didn't never really uh didn't never really oh, great uh i never did a lot of research on the guy just at that point on just i liked him just instantaneously mm-hmm. like i like this guy like his his you know, yeah, he's very easy to like yeah. uh, very quickly. Yeah, I think I was decimated by that news. I woke yeah. up to that. Like, I, I think I, I grabbed my phone. I looked at Twitter or something and three tweets in. I, I saw something. It was like, God damn it. No, or something yeah. like that. And then various yeah. iterations sure. of that. <coughs> yeah. And uh, I, w- I was on vacation at the <laughs> time and had to somehow figure out a way to like not let that. Ruin yeah. My yeah. Day. Um, I am a huge fan of his. I've not seen all of either No Reservations or Parts Unknown, um, but I, I just really like him. Yeah. Right. And even if I only like the idea of him, sure. I really like yeah. that idea. Um, I, I I care less about the food aspect of his shows than I do like the sort of writer side of it mm-hmm. i guess totally like i i it reminds me of um that show um it was like dinner for five or something that was party, party five. five c yeah. <laughs> 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 uh 
it was like John Favreau and I don't yeah, know I somebody else. It was Matt Fo- Matthew Fox. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I saw a couple episodes. of But that. yeah, it was like he or somebody like him would host a bunch of people, or like a round table in a round yeah. table. Yeah, and it was a really short show. It was only like a half hour long, but they would ostensibly start off talking about whatever they did, like whatever their profession was, or you know, they would they would each have kind of a, a thing, and from there they would just sort of veer off into a conversation and uh i like i I just like the idea of of taking somebody who is ostensibly doing something that's tied to their profession but then letting them kind of riff in a different direction Mm -hmm. and i think he was particularly well suited for that because he seems so open about not knowing anything yeah like he, he he knows what he likes but he doesn't know anything about you know, fishing in Bangkok or whatever. Yeah. And so it was fun to watch him just let somebody else take the lead, even though he's ostensibly the expert sure. on, on everything. I also recommend, I think it's often linked is his, he goes to Waffle House with another chef and it's a really oh, great. Oh yeah. And he like that. dies, man. Yeah. He, no, no, poor choice of words. <laughs> well. He, uh, yeah, he loves it. Yeah. He loves it so much. He's in heaven. Uh, <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> He kind of ruined Eggs Benedict for me already in the book, though. Like, uh, he hates hollandaise sauce and <laughs> uh, has a lot to say about brunch being, like, the place where all the worst chefs go. Yes. Oh, man. Yes. Time for our brunch episode. Vindication. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that might have been, like, a sign of the times because of when he was cooking and stuff. And mm-hmm. now there are a lot of places that specialize in brunch. But the, the idea that he had basically was that all the – best chefs are going to be there on Friday and Saturday night. Mm. Yeah. They're going to go out and get drunk and high all night and not going to be available in the morning. So they put on the worst the chefs second stringers or the, uh, you know, the, the dishwashers that are getting a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they're also like making the leftovers from throughout the week into it. So it's, it's not the best, but that is actually a, a very brief uh, subplot in Treme which he actually consulted on. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, like one of the characters in Treme is a chef, and then eventually she's gets a place of her own, And but she's conflicting. Uh, th- there's a conflict with the manager, and he keeps trying to, like, push brunch, and <laughs> uh, that she yeah. has the sort that. of Bourdain, mm-hmm. yeah, perspective on it. Yeah. Um, and then also R.A.P. David Spade. Uh, does anyone else have any other percolations? <laughs> uh You'll be messed, buddy. That's very rude <laughs> <laughs> to Kate Spade. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I uh, related to that though. I think I I felt uh, retroactively really horrible about how little attention I paid to Kate <coughs> Spade's mm. the news of her um, death. Like I I it just it didn't even register to me. I was like, oh okay. It it didn't to me because but, she okay. wasn't like she was somebody that I knew of, but I wasn't really. That I, my first it. thought yeah. was, I wonder if that person is related to David Spade. I, did, I, don't, I, I literally <laughs> didn't know who she was. I had heard the name, but yeah, I, I wasn't aware yeah. of her. And I had a, um, you know, she hung herself with a scarf, and <sighs> you just have to wonder who made that scarf, right? <laughs> <laughs> what? So uh, I mentioned I'm, I was... I'm with you, Nick, but I can't be with you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, as I said, I was on vacation last week, and uh, 
I have a present for all of you from that <gasps> vacation. Whoa, and, the giving uh, of gifts. It's, it's the giving of gifts. Tonight. But you have to, there, there's a, a step involved here that you all have to participate in. So these are, I'm yes. actually, I'm going to give one to John, oh, too. Oh, wow. Because I have one. Do you say Caribbean or Caribbean? There's, a, there's an extra John in the this archive tonight who does not speak. This, <laughs> 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 this is a commemorative card to, to uh, signify the reopening of Pirates of the Caribbean at yeah. Disneyland on oh. June 8th. So and, and it says we'll put we'll put a picture of this in the show notes. It says I was there, which is true. I was there, but I didn't <coughs> get to ride the ride because the line was too long. Uh, but uh, I had lunch at the restaurant that is attached to Pirates That's of it. the Caribbean. That's a, it's a it's Blue Bayou. Blue Bayou, which is probably like the uh, most expensive the restaurant. Standard in bearer of theme park <laughs> restaurants. I think it sort of set the the threshold for the, by which all theme park restaurants are judged. Uh, but so the the servers kept walking around with these cards and like forcing them upon us. So we have I have plenty of them here. But on the back of it, you can use this uh, key to yeah. figure out your pirate names. So um, you take your eye color, the month that you're born in, and the last initial of your first name. And based on this key, I would be O Greedy Little Jib Sea Leg, and I would be. Scowling Bowman Smuggler. That's my name. Is it really? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> this is last initial of first name. Yeah. Oh, first name. Yes. Oh, I misread so that. Try so that again there. I would be O Greedy Little Jib Marooner. What is last initial? No. Oh, yeah. N. Oh, last initial. Stormwatcher. You wouldn't normally say initial. Stormwatcher. For the last letter. The last letter yeah, of your first, first name. name. Yeah. Do they really mean last letter? I think so. Unless your name is like uh, D.B. Cooper or something. <laughs> <laughs> last initial of first name. All right. Well, then I guess I'm Scowling Bowman Beard Crumb. Nice. That's a good one for you. you beard Crumb. That's great. Thanks. <laughs> I am O'Greedy Big Boat Swashbuckler. Kind of a mouthful. Oh, we should be doing this for the intro. And I'm scowling <laughs> Big Boat Sparrow. John, what's yours? If you can come say it on mic. This is a different John, not the John you're familiar with, listeners. Lips on it. Scowling Matey Stormwatcher. Scowling Ooh, that's pretty that, good. I like that the That might matey. be the most like quintessential yeah. pirate name, I think, of cool. all of ours. That's fun. Yeah. Thanks, John. You're welcome. I watched Blade Runner 2049. I haven't finished it. <laughs> I've got like Did 10 minutes left. Did you get up left. a half hour before it no. ended and kick somebody's beer I've over? got about 10 minutes left. Okay. So I've seen all the spoilers now. Um, Do you mean a spoiler alert for this? Are you about to spoil yeah, it? Yeah, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. What's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I liked it, and I I really enjoyed it up until one part where I was like, no, 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 do not, do not make this character. Oh, wait, I don't want to spoil it for the second John that's here. Oh. Oh, I can't (laughs) say it. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I also enjoyed it. But there's there's something that is revealed 
And I was like, oh, no, this was good. And then you did this, and it became, gosh, I can't even say. Are you leaving, John? I'm leaving. Just get off my back. <laughs> Can you leave? <laughs> uh, the second John is the maintenance man at the archive. Right. <laughs> the, so this, this thing uh, that's bothering you, it's related to... Don't spoil it for the maintenance guy. <laughs> See you, John. <laughs> okay, once he walks out, I'll say it. And are we clear? He's still there. All right. Okay. So it looked, I, it was leading up to uh, K, Ryan Gosling, which I'm sure the joke has been made, but perfect role for him to play a robot, um, being uh, Deckard's son. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was like, no. That this why does everyone have to be everyone's son or daughter? It right. felt very like, Star Wars. Can we not just tell a story that is sure involves Deckard again, but he do, it doesn't have to be his progeny that is right. taking on the role. And I haven't finished it, but it looks like okay, that's a miss you know, red herring that actually there's a daughter and that this uh you know, like some some documents were forged. Now I haven't finished it, so they may so That'd be another red we herring. We can't spoil it for you. Yeah, Can don't you spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of this. But I really like. Uh, I, I I liked the. I will agree with John in that. I feel like no time has passed uh, from Blade Runner, the, the, original. the original to to now. Like it looks like the exact same city, other than like we have better special effects now. Like mm-hmm. it, it doesn't strike me that the well, city is the overcrowding uh, thing is kind of new. It was very crowded, but now it's like saturated with humanity. I guess I didn't get that. Okay. Yeah, um, they have taller holograms. Yeah. I mean, that that's the thing it, it <laughs> to me, like I think this, and this is a that's, challenge that's for the filmmakers. Too, the <laughs> hologram. I would totally listen to you. Yeah. Thanks. This is the too many vowels in that name for Nick to listen oh, to. I it. just assume there weren't any. Um, yeah, T-L-L-R. <laughs> Color hologram. <laughs> um, anyway, they're, 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 the challenge I think is because like it just looks like we have more technology to make a city look futuristic. That's what my brain reads that as, at, and not as oh, this city has to come. Yeah, further, yeah. Uh, but it doesn't feel like the city has really aged or become something different. Or and I think on that episode either Nick or Adam was like, well, well, how would it much would a city change in 30 years? And I think it would be pretty significant. Um, like if you looked at St. Louis, you know, 30 years ago versus today. Yeah. But I think part of it is kind of a bell curve sort of thing where it's like, yes, initially cities are going to look way different. And as time goes on, it's going to look less and less different as time goes by. And did I share that infographic with you about St. Louis when buildings were built? Yeah. So like ninety percent of it was built from nineteen hundred to nineteen fifty. So yeah, yeah. But I guess I just mean like you know, but there, you, but there are exceptions that really stand out in yeah. any like cityscape you look at. There's always some weird new building that where that arch come up. from. That wasn't yeah. there and, in fifty five. Well, well, and and maybe St. Louis is a poor example because St. Louis is like kind of frozen, yeah, uh, and and is not constantly being you, you know so? in development. Not in the way that, like, a city like New York Not in the or way the skyline changes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so anyway, that that I did note that, but I thought I really like Ryan Gosling in the movie. Mm-hmm. I really like the cinematography is awesome. Yeah. Um, 
I uh, the production design overall is really good. I like the uh, the storyline with him and Joy. Did you like Jared Leto? No, I hated Jared Leto. Leto, and and I don't know if it's him it, or the writing where it, I just couldn't. It, He's such a funny guy. I went from like super on the Jared Little bandwagon to like, and I, it was like instantaneous one day. I was like, I don't like him anymore. And it was no sort of gradual thing. It was, for me, I was like, that guy was freaking awesome in so many movies. All of a sudden I was like, nope, I'm done. For me, it was that movie, Mr. Nobody. Um, I liked that one. I'm sure you did. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was probably the last time that I liked him in anything. I know a lot of people like that movie, but for me, it was just like too much, and sure. too obvious, and just felt. Kind of cliche. Um, yeah, I, actually, that probably was the very last thing I saw him in that I was like, still very much like, I really liked Jared Leto. After that, I was like, Bip, done. Yeah. Well, um, anyway, I liked I, I, his room and I liked his character and I thought he was good for it. What do you, you think of Drax? Hang on, hang on. Oh, he was great. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's the what's the I can't think of his name? Dave Bautista. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I didn't like his room or his acting or. I, it just a little robot guys. For one, like, and I think I said this before, you can see him trying so desperately hard, and when he's acting, you know, like you see every single purposeful, like, yeah. you know, motion and his, like, you know, I, I don't know. It, it, you could see it when he's doing the Joker. He you was could blind see it when he's. He was blind. Yeah. I did like his little robots that you know were mm-hmm. his eyes, and that was a great little like way to be very invasive and. Um, but, but him, like the character, again, I was going to, I was going to say like, I don't know if it was the writing or his delivery where I just like rolled my eyes at every, you know, like uh, philosophical, you know, like he seems like such an obvious character. Yeah. He seemed like such an obvious antagonist in that scenario. And and you have, the thing is like kind of tune out. I, I think you have lines and writing like that in the original Blade Runner. So that's why I think it is down to who's delivering them because when Rutger Hauer is giving that speech at the end, which Mm -hmm. could come off really pretentious and really terrible and pensive, it's it's amazing. It's It's phenomenal. And and Leto just does not, in my opinion, carry that, uh, that dialogue in a way that is that I can't see the writer writing it and thinking, man, that is deep. And Leto reading, be like, oh, I'm going to give this my get hot Oscar fifty <laughs> percent. Yeah, I, I wonder so if so blind right now. <laughs> if, a, if a different actor, um, I mean, it's maybe with less nuance, honestly, just more off the top of his head. Just yeah, not the line versus about like, it so right. much. It's a more yeah. natural uh, delivery. Would have would have uh, read better. Somebody like Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> I mean, yes, though. I mean, sure. He would have probably knocked it out of the park. At least, okay. at least he would have given it a funny voice. <laughs> Tom Hanks could have done that. But role. yeah, overall, I haven't finished yet. But overall, I like it. Why did you stop ten minutes before the end? Uh, we had to start the park later. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I just I have to watch movies in chunks. Now. Oh yeah, fair enough. And so I have not gotten to that chunk. Have you watched Goonies? Ever. Just for wondering if you got to that chunk. Ah, uh, uh, long time ago. Okay, bye. The, uh, well, <laughs> I guess that's uh, tune in it. for this week's. Well, episode. I, I was about to say that, but that's fine. You go ahead. Well, you were going 
about as fast as a tortoise on it. So I was doing like the Blade Runner uh, pacing of <laughs> oh good of the all right do it. In. So this uh, week on the archive, we're going to be on this week of the archive. We're going to be. Can God be <laughs> a human? <laughs> Do we need to make life, but the life must make itself. You kind of sound like George Lucas. I'm blind. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about Beetlejuice.